Hello everyone and welcome to How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Uh, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to my Patreon supporters. and Thank you to Ian Downey, Kirsty Bailey, Chris McCulloch, Gordon Brown, Ben Wacker, Adam Wilson, Mark Leslie, Joe's mum, Brian Smith, Daniel Betancourt, Jamie Flood, James Pointer, Will Ledwith, David McCarthy, Ross Wilson, Jordan Schofield, Barry Carruthers, James Weiss and David Thornton. Thank you sincerely for your support. It's super appreciated and... Um, it really helps out with the costs and stuff of the of the, uh, the podcast and kind of the unit that we've got and we're going to be moving the podcast into and uh, travel expenses and stuff like that. So it really helps out with making the content and we super appreciate it with, you know, getting equipment and all that as well. It's super appreciated and you can help out patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry and sign up from a dollar uh, tier three or above. You get mentioned by name on the podcast, but thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. Got a lot to discuss today. It's been a while since I've done this. The reason that I haven't done it for a little while is because I was kind of of the mindset that I didn't have anything, you know, super poignant to say and I didn't want to just make content for making content sake. But in retrospect, what I should have done is just, you know, really thought about what I was going to say. Today I'm going to talk about something a bit weird. Like I'm going to think about the title of this, but I'm going to be talking about motivation and spirituality and stuff like that because when you see a lot of these, you know, uh, gurus on YouTube and stuff like that, you know, there's a part of you that's like, how much of this is legit? How much of this is nonsense? Does this actually work? You know, there's a lot of self-improvement stuff out there. I guess this podcast is one of those. And, you know, I I listen to a lot of stuff um, and quite a lot of it's made a huge difference to me immediately. And But it's difficult to identify which parts of it actually work and are actually applicable and which parts are, you know, just nonsense and, um, you know, just kind of, like you say, making content for content's sake. So one thing I'm going to, I'm going to tell you real quick, I just want to get this out there. I'm going to do a full episode on this at some point, but I want to talk to you a little bit about costs and debt. You know, if you're a, if you're a pro wrestler, um, most of the pro wrestlers I know, um, are not wealthy people. Just like when I got into wrestling, I didn't really have a penny to my name at that point. You know, I was uh, had a great childhood and all that, um, courtesy of my parents. But when I was a young adult, there was a lot of struggle, you know, because I was really trying everything I could do to avoid getting caught in that kind of nine to five trap, which kind of led me to a situation where I didn't have any money. Eventually I was able to get kind of like part-time jobs and stuff like that to help with wrestling, but it really was a struggle. And to be honest, it's always been a struggle. It's been a self-imposed struggle. Like with my current situation, um, you know, I could have chosen to just like, you know, sit comfortably on, on, you know, been signed with a major organization, but I decided, decided to invest and, you know, open my own facility and, you know, kind of expanding our content range and buying new gear and stuff like that. I just realized I've left, left this massive bottle of water in shot, so I'm going to move it over there for a second. But um, the point is, you got to get your money right. And here's the issue, like, there have been times in my life where I've actually earned pretty good money, but I haven't felt it because when I got into wrestling, um, like I say, I used kind of credit cards and overdrafts and things like things of that nature. I do apologize if I have to take a break uh, in this podcast in advance because I'll have to let Dave's coming over um, to record the other podcast, so I'll need to go and let him in if that happens. So apologies for the, the break when it happens. Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, back to the, the task at hand, like, you know, it, it, it was... Uh, 
a struggle at certain points. You got to get your money right. And what do I mean by that? Well, when I got into wrestling, I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of money, but you know, there became these opportunities to travel through to Glasgow and train with, uh, like, you know, there were Robbie Brookside seminars and stuff like that. And I wanted to go and take advantage of that. And so I did that, but I did a lot of my training and, you know, my kind of, um, all the food that I needed to bulk up and stuff like that. I did that using a credit card mainly, which um, I don't want to say it was a mistake because it got me to where I am now. There are sometimes you have to, you know, when you believe in something, you got to go for it. But when you do that, you're going to be paying for it down the line. So what happened to me was, you know, there's been times in my life where I'm making good money, but I've got a credit card over here. I've got a credit card over there. I've got an overdraft over here and I've got an overdraft over there. And what I'm finding is I'm being charged super high rates of interest for multiple lines of credit and it's absorbing a lot of my money and it's annoying me. I'm like, where, how's this possible? I'm earning, I'm earning good money. Where's all this money going? So I was watching content um, from a guy called Mark Cuban. He's on my favorite American TV show called Shark Tank, but you might know him because he owns the Dallas Mavericks. Um, he's a very kind of uh, charismatic billionaire. So he was talking about the easiest way to kind of save money. And people were saying, what's the first thing you would do um, to improve your financial situation if you weren't, uh, you know, if you if you weren't rich and you first come into money, what, what, what would you do, right? And he said, he said basically, and one of the things was that you order things in bulk. And that seems really silly and it seems kind of scary, but he's like, so for example, I'll order like my year's worth of toothpaste in one go. And he's like, I'm, I'm a billionaire, you know, I don't need to do that, but it's the principle, I want to get good prices, da, da 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 The issue that people have when they're not making good money or when they have financial difficulties and stuff like that is living paycheck to paycheck. You can't always go, well, I'm going to buy all this then, I'm going to do that then. That option is not available. So let me tell you exactly what I did. The next thing he said was, well, what I would do is if you don't have huge amounts of money, what you should do is refinance your debt. So he's basically renegotiate your debt. So take your debts that are at a higher rate of interest, consolidate them into one um, as a, a more favorable uh, rate of interest. So I, that's something I did. And that's basically, you know, I had a credit card here, credit card there, things I wanted to to just wrap up and just eliminate these extortionate rates. And I was kind of tackling them one by one. But I actually, I started a savings account and I ended up taking money out of my savings to to just pay like a bill on this. And I thought, this is this is crazy. I'm going to I'm gonna just get rid of all this. I'm going to get rid of it. And I just went into the bank and I just says, look, you guys are killing me on interest on this account. This is this is a crazy rate. It was something insane. It was like I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like hundreds of pounds, like on bank fees and interest rates and stuff like that. I was like, we we gotta do something about this. So what I ended up doing was getting a, a loan at a lower rate of interest, consolidating all the debt that I had, and I've now paid off kind of all my debt. And what's crazy is that there's now a small amount relative to what I was paying. Because, for example, I had a credit card that I was paying. Um, I'd paid more in fees and interest than I had initially borrowed in the first place. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous. So now what I've done is I've got basically all of this squashed down into one place. It's improved my credit score. I've got rid of these annoyances. Uh, it's gone now. It's completely manageable. And to be honest with you, this could be completely, it could be completely clear 
of these kind of decisions that I made early on in my wrestling career that I'd still been paying for for years, um, I could be clear of that within a few months, which is a pretty exciting prospect. So if you are, if you don't have the best credit, if you've kind of been, you know, you've made mistakes in the past, which is what I did when I first got into wrestling and made some, don't, again, don't want to say mistakes because it got me to where I needed to be. It's what I had to do at the time with the info that I had at the time. But my advice would be, if you're in that situation, get a loan at a favorable rate if you've got a good credit score i know a lot of people don't who are getting into wrestling but get a really super low loan just get rid of the the credit cards get rid of the overdraft and then just just clear that debt as quickly as you can and it's at a lower apr so that's kind of what i did and i was super um, excited that i'd done that and now it means that you see more of the money that you make and then so to go back to his earlier point he says buy things in bulk so i was like all right well that's what i'm going to do now you know, now, now that I've got some cash flow, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I did. I'll give you an example. I went on Holland and Barrett the other day. I told you about this with my protein as well. If you're a wrestler, you got to check out my protein and just don't buy full price. Just go on it when it's 50% off, 45% off. They've got a deal right now, 45% off on protein bars and stuff like that. So they're protein bars, which are super lean. Uh, if you pick the right ones, start out with like a pound of protein bar. But I love grenade bars particularly the salted caramel ones, the white chocolate salted caramel ones. They're unbelievable. And I was looking at Holland and Barrett and I was buying a lot of the stuff that I get. So for example, I get CBD oil, um, I get fish oil, I get um, I get my creatine from my protein uh, and BCAAs, but like they've got multivitamins, they've got, da -da -da, they've got all this stuff and they've got these deals that's like buy one, get one for a penny. But then I started looking at larger quantities and I looked at the fish oil and instead of buying like 100 tablets is you can buy 350 tablets but it's not even double the price and they've also got the buy one get another for a penny so i ended up buying these huge tubs of it and it's like well that's pretty much going to last me for the year you know because i usually have two fish oil tablets a day so you know 700 there you go that's you covered for the year and i can't remember exactly what that cost but it was significantly less than buying a smaller tub from holland the bat every time but again i chose the point when there was uh, that buy one get one for a penny and there was also like this online deal which was like get 20 percent off so folks what i would do if you do get a bit of cash flow and all that is start to buy stuff in bulk that's relevant to your training okay that's when you as a buyer have more power Okay, so just whatever it's scary at the time to like. So, for example, I spent like two hundred and forty quid at Holland Bad at Holland and Bad at the other day, which seems crazy, but I'm I walked out of there. Well, I didn't walk out of there. I got it online, but what well, I'm just using that as a a figure of speech. But for that, I got like a hundred of these grenade bars, which usually if you buy them in the shops, you know, if you go if you're on the road, if you're at services, they can be three quid each. If you go to a supermarket or if you go to Argos or something, you can get them for just under two quid each, you know, two quid each, that sort of range, if you buy them in bulk. But with this particular deal with the that they had on at Holland and Barrett, I managed to get those bars for £1.33 a unit, which is nuts. So I was like, well, you know, this is, I'm now in a position in my life where, you know, I can use my cash flow to my advantage. So I did that and I basically just is right. I'm This month, I'm going to invest this money here and I'm going to get a hundred of these bars because I know I'm going to use them and that will, you know, I'll have one or two of them a day depending on if I'm fasting or what diet I'm doing. And in the long run, that's going to save me money. I did that recently with, uh, coffee as well. So I used to buy coffees. I now don't buy 
coffees. I just don't buy them. What I do is I buy coffee at the house, and I've got to show you. I got a couple of these flasks, which I go between two of them because I thought I lost one the other day, and I left it at the vet, and they gave it back to me. <laughs> don't know how you leave that in the vet, but I managed it. But anyway, so I, I fill that up with coffee, and again, so I get a tub of coffee every couple of weeks, which is like you know three, four quid. Even if I get a nice one, let's say it's five quid. Okay, think of the amount that I was spending. I would get a coffee before the gym every single day usually from McDonald's, which would be like £1.79 or something like that, whatever it is, right? Every single day. That's going to be 40, 50 quid a month. Then if you get another coffee during the day and all that, I figured out I was spending like 60, 70 quid on coffee, whereas now I'm spending 10 or 11. Because I've been learning a lot about finances and it's really not, um, you know, again, it's a bit like weightlifting. You know, you've got the positive and you've got the negative. When you push the weights away, you've got the positive. When you bring them back down, you've got the negative. All anyone thinks about is the positive, you know, is the is the money coming through the door. But it's actually what you can manage to hang on to is what actually matters, okay? So that's just a couple of ways. The coffee thing is an absolute game changer. Again, my I don't smoke, but my girlfriend smokes. Um, and she is, you know, she's trying to cut down all that. We've tried to get her vaping and we're, we're looking at ways we can help her do that. She's quit once before, but we're trying to help her out. Um, but she managed to get... Um, see I was going to use this as an example but I don't encourage smoking to anyone but she bought her cigarettes in bulk at duty free I don't agree with smoking anyway but my point is she saved tons of money by not having to buy cigarettes but now the next step for her is to use the vape and then gradually wean herself off it because she, she just couldn't believe the amount that she was spending on smoking so if you do smoke as well cutting that out is going to save you a huge amount of money so I actually went off on a tangent I didn't expect to there, but I had to let you know about the stuff I'd done financially. I'd, I'd checked out those Mark Cuban videos and just that immediate change has yielded unbelievable benefits to me. I now don't have the stress on me where I'm like, how much am I paying off on this credit card per month? And again, to be honest, this is mistakes I've made in the past. Like we're talking five, six, seven, eight years ago, stuff that I've, I've had to pay for you know so it's like i'm now cleaning all that up but instead of having to go oh well i gotta pay this off this month and maybe i'll pay off 100 on that one and 50 on that one and da, 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 da. what i've done is i've brought it all together into one and now it's just like i sound like one of these adverts where it's like one manageable payment but it is and it's worked so um, i'm feeling a lot better about that and now i can just focus on what i need to focus on that's wrapped up in a nice little neat bow and uh, the the person at the bank was like oh do you want do you want an, to I'd like an, an overdraft do you want to keep part of it and i was like nope get rid of it because having an overdraft with a high street bank now you're going to get absolutely pumped so just get rid of it you don't need it there's way better ways to get finance you're a customer at the end of the day if you need finance or whatever shop around look at the best rates that you can get look at the apr don't just get stuff for the sake of getting stuff be smart with your money make your money go further save as much money as you can but invest as well like we're investing heavily at the Whatever it is you believe in, invest in that as well. So I think financially you have to basically try and cut out as much of the bullshit as you can, but um, be be frugal. But when it comes to the stuff that really matters to what you're doing, like helping you achieve your task, like for me, I love having the training school. Um, one of the main benefits is also that I train there. I train with the students. I do all the drills with the students. So I'm getting my cardio in. And also I'll go down with, there with Dave or Lewis or whoever else. And we'll like work on stuff. I want to try this move. I want to try that move. I want to try this out. I'm trying new stuff. 
So, but we're investing in loads of workout equipment and stuff like that. So it's an exciting time. You got to invest in the projects that you believe in. I want to talk to you about one of those. So basically, there's this idea for me to be successful in wrestling. What you got to do is one of the issues, one of the problems that I had debuting in Ring of Honor is I think I was trying to please everybody. I was trying to please everybody. And you know what? In my opinion, The Rock is the best professional wrestler that has ever walked the face of the earth. But there will be someone out there who tells me that they don't like The Rock or they don't think The Rock is a good wrestler. And that, to me, is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous notion. But there will be people out there, thousands of them, who think that's the case. Now, had he dumbed down his act a little bit or had he made it a bit more generic or had he kind of gone, okay, well, I'll do a little bit more of the flippy stuff to get those fans involved. Yes, he could probably get those people to like him, but then by doing that, perhaps his act wouldn't have been as strong. The point I'm making here, people, is don't try and please everybody. So when I was in Ring of Honor, I was like, oh, I need to change my humor. I need to adapt my humor for an American audience. No, I don't. I would rather have half or even a quarter of the audience love what I do than have all of them eh, kind of like what I do. It's an intensity, and the intensity is what yields great results. So, apologies, my dog's just walked in the room. I thought he was going to chill out for a little bit. But it's that intensity that yields results. So, in the art of war, they talk about attack with ferocious speed, and that is so true. And the way I explain it to people is like this. You know when someone gets buzz in professional wrestling? You know when someone really starts to get over on the internet and everyone's talking about them and putting them over, right? If you imagine you were going to have 10 amazing matches this year, if you had 10 of those matches and you had one each month, that would get a certain impact. But if you had those 10 amazing matches in the space of one month in prominent positions, everyone would be going, whoa, what's happened here? And the point is, rather than spreading out, it's about an intensity. And I think that's why I was you know, relatively successful when I first started in professional wrestling because I did it with absolute intensity. And I've, I've tried to use that as a metaphor for living my life as well. Again, it's that thing, uh, it was great advice. Uh, I saw it on a documentary when Triple H was talking about no matter what it is, be in the moment with what you do. And that's what I've really tried to do. So when I'm reading a book, this is the one I'm reading right now. Um, I'm reading uh, Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. I'm just reading that book. I'm trying not to think about other things. I've got, um, I'm looking forward to another Robert Greene here one, The 50th Law quite excited about that one but my point is when I'm reading those books I try and block everything else out. I try and just focus on that because one of the big issues that I've got I think everyone has got is we're all distracted I spoke about this in a previous episode social media we're all distracted by social media I'm going to start limiting myself on that because see scrolling through social media I'm giving out my time and my emotional energy to everyone else not so you can't do it from time to time because you need to know what the lay of the land is you need to know what the general public opinion is and that's a great tool to do that but be specific about it you probably spend hours scrolling through social media every day and it's a total waste of time other than that initial let's just see what's going let's just see what's happening on what's going on you can do that through a search, but make it an actual task and commit to that for 10 minutes and just do it. But then once you understand the lay of the land, you know what, what the public opinion is on a certain match or whatever, get the hell off of it because it's a waste of time. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm hyped up today and I've got a lot to talk about. And usually sometimes when I'm doing this podcast, I'm like, man, what am I going to talk about today? But this time I just feel like I've got an abundance of things to talk about. I got so I'm feeling so passionate about this today. I got lost on the topic there. 
after me telling someone to be in the moment and to uh, focus on what they're doing. But that's the point. You've got to be, come, coming back to the Ring of Honor stuff, I think you've got to be the best in the world at what you do. That quote that Chris Jericho said, the best in the world at what you do. And the, the thing that I was best at, the thing that I am best at, in my opinion, is making those comedy entrances. And I made one recently with Power Rangers and Friends and stuff like that. So my YouTube check out, if you've not seen it, just type in Joe Henry Power Rangers, um, go check it out. But I was in this state of mind where I came up with this crazy idea, and this is going to sound ridiculous, where I was like, okay, so Vinny's in this group, and we're going to portray him as if they're in Friends, so we're going to play the intro of Friends, and then we're going to have someone wearing a Phoebe mask in it, and then we're going to transition from that, he's going to get huge. And I remember explaining this email to Ring of Honor Management, and they must have thought it was absolutely insane. I was like, okay, so then Vinny's going to get huge, and then basically we're going to ha- Dalton's going to have to call for the Henry Zord, and then basically I'm going to we're going to make the Henry Zord, which is a figure of me on top of a peacock toy, on top of a remote control car, but we're going to film it as if it's huge and it's the Henry Zord and this, that, and the next thing. And I laid out this idea and I realized on paper, I was like, this sounds absolutely insane, but you know what? My gut is telling me this is the way to go. And then me, Jake, me and Jake went out and filmed it. We did loads of stuff with the green screen and we just executed. The Rock talks about that all the time. You got the idea, but we executed that day and we got it done. And I've realized the thing that's been holding me back is self-doubt. I've been doubting myself going, is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? Of course it's funny. I know it's funny. That style of comedy is what I do. That style of comedy is what I do. I go on YouTube and I see my stuff has got these, you know, hundreds of thousands of hits, millions if you combine them all. It's got millions on their own on like Sport Bible and stuff like that. I know what I'm doing with this and I need to trust the process. And you need to trust the process in what you know you're good at. You as an individual will naturally gravitate towards things. Don't know what it is, but in your life, someone will tell you, you're great at that. You're great at that. Whatever that is, use that and make that your gimmick whatever that thing is. Now, I stumbled upon these entrances by trying different things to get myself over, but once you've got that thing, steer into it. I know what that is. It doesn't matter if 60 to the, 60% of the audience think it's garbage. If 40% love it, they love it, and they're willing to support you because of it, then it's absolutely worthwhile doing. That's why we have choice in the show. The worst thing I can do is to pull back on it and go, well, no, no, no. I shouldn't do that because, you know, 40% of the audience don't like it. You know what the thing that convinced me was I was doing a press interview and this radio DJ is like, oh, well, you got to do that. What are you going to do for, for Vinny and, and his group? What are you going to do for Vinny and Bateman? I mean, oh, it's going to be awesome. What are you going to do? And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, da, 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 da. And he's like, oh, but you, well, oh, I was thinking you could do this and do that. And I was thinking, you know, I wasn't sure if these entrances would appeal to an American audience, but here I am speaking to an American DJ who is absolutely loving this stuff. And that taught me that even if 80% of the audience don't get it, there's going to be 20% of them there who are just waiting with bated breath to see this. And in our age, in this age, niche is king. Niche is king. And what I mean by that is you have your niche. Well, I'll give you an example. There's a wrestler called Kid Fight the other day. He put out a video on metal detecting. That is as niche as it gets, but it was a great video because that's what his passion is about. And I'm, I messaged him about it to say how much I enjoyed it because I think that that channel has a potential to go viral because it's niche, but because he's got a passion about it as well and it was well made. That that could be his niche. You know, He loves it. He's passionate about it. What are you passionate about? We now live in an age where being niche is good. When, when we first, you know, 
when you first started watching TV, depending on what age you are, it was all about the mainstream, whereas now niche is king, niche is good. Find out what you absolutely love more than anything else, and chances are there will be people out there who feel the same way. That's one of my my thoughts on why video games online are so popular nowadays because when I was at school I only knew one other person that liked wrestling and I was only in the same school as them for a few years so I didn't have anyone to talk to wrestling about to me like oh no you can't you can't tell anyone that you like wrestling oh, no one likes it they just make fun of me you know da, 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 da. I didn't I was the only person that liked it that I knew bought a couple of years whereas that was before the internet now with the internet you can get on social media and discuss with people wrestling was the niche back in the day but because I didn't think that anyone else was was kind of you know interested in it, I didn't I didn't say anything about it I was just like oh you know I was kind of a bit of a loner in that regard whereas now niche is king you can seek out people who have the same beliefs and again you, I feel from what I see anyway it's easier to, to get yourself over when you just steer into whatever it is that you're passionate about unapologetically and people will come to your aid and they will support you. And yeah, there'll be a few people who don't get it, but to hell with them. What do they know? Like a lot of the time, see when people give me like, on like just, you know, just, just silly feedback, just like Hedry sucks or something like that, you know, which is going to happen. Go for it. Great. Who are these people? You know what I mean? People who are, you know, quote unquote haters online, like what do they actually mean? Are you going to give them your time or your energy? Or are you going to give your time and energy to your supporters? And that's something that I've got wrong. So anyway, I did say I was going to talk about spirituality today, but that's, I just wanted to tell you one thing about finding your niche, focusing on what you're doing. That's something I wanted to talk to you about as well. Something I've started thinking as well. Again, this whole spirituality thing, visualization as well. Let me just check the dogs chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. He's all good. All right. So I want to talk to you about this, this, this visualization. Like for me, I put out a tweet or a post, uh, you know, I put out a tweet, Instagram post, Facebook, everything went the whole, whole hog for this one. And you might've seen it. I put it up and I basically said, my goal is to have the best natural physique in wrestling. And, you know, I initially didn't want to say something about it. Cause you know, it's like by me saying, you know, natural physique, that means but like, I'm not going to take steroids. I'm not going to take growth hormone. You know, those are two things I've never done. I'm pretty vocal about it. Um, but to, it's always a bit of a kind of touchy subject. It's something that's not kind of talked about openly that much. But I just decided, you know what? That's the truth. That is my goal. Why can't I put that out there? Why do I have to feel weird for saying that? You know what I mean? I'm, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I'm not doing that stuff. So why can't I be proud of the fact that I haven't done it? You know, that's why I put it out there. So that's why I decided to do. I put that up and I said, my goal is to have the best natural physique in wrestling. And I was at the ROH dojo, worked out, got a good pump for the photo, um, got uh, someone to take a photo for me and put it out there. And the response was incredible. Like people were super supportive and stuff like that. And, you know, like I say, 99% of the feedback was positive. Now, the thing is, here's a few things about that. So I had worked out for like an 45 minutes maybe to get like the blood pumping and to make the, the muscles really pop out. And so you're not, I'm not going to, like if I took my shirt off right now, I wouldn't look like that. I'd also get banned from Twitch. But um, if I took my shirt off right now, I wouldn't look like that. The point is I worked out for like 45 minutes or so. So the muscles were all pumped up and they're kind of coming through and all that. But that gave me a snapshot of what I could look like walking down the street in a few in a few months or whatever. And I realized like trying to get obsessed 
like natural bodybuilding is so important because it's like if I can get myself a main event level physique, that's something that I can control. I can take total control of that. I can show up to the shows and if I achieve my goal of having the best natural physique, I could have, you know, I could have this main event level physique and people can put me on a poster immediately. People look at me and go, well, that guy's a star because he looks like a star before I've evened up in my mouth. I give myself the best chance. I give, I make myself look convincing and like so for example i'm reading that book there jordan belfort the way of the wolf and he's talking about selling and how to set up sales and you have to show people that you're an expert well in pro wrestling that's way one way you can do it immediately is by being in amazing shape but i've started to think about how much of it is mental and how much of it is physical because we've all heard this thing about the mind muscle connection when people are thinking about what they're doing when they're you know they're when they're lifting if they're thinking about lifting they're thinking about the impact that has on the muscles it yields positive and measurable results compared to if they're not you know there's like studies that have been done on it and stuff like that also um i've i've started to think by again, Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about when he had to drop down to two hundred. I think it was two hundred and ten pounds for his first major movie role. When he was, you know, two hundred and forty, he just started visualizing himself as a lean athlete. You know how much of this has an actual impact? Again, it's something in that book I was reading there called Future Pacing. It's like when you imagine how you know, you imagine the success before it's even happened. So I start to visualize myself as having this main event level physique. And I started to think to myself, before I used to tell you on this podcast, don't think you're special. Think that your work ethic is special. And I might be changing my mind. I might be changing my mind because I've started to almost speak this out loud and say this to people that like, I've started saying, you know, I know I've got good genetics for working out because I look at, you know, my dad and my uncle and my cousin and my brother. They don't do a lot of physical work, but they're still in pretty good shape. So I'm thinking, you know, I probably have good genetics. Yeah, maybe I have a little advantage, right? But I've started to imagine that I've started to visualize and imagine that maybe I am special. Maybe I do have, you know, amazing genetics. Because you know what? Maybe that makes sense because I got into amateur wrestling at the age of 27 and won two British titles. That's not normal. Maybe I do have crazy genetics. Maybe I do have this this insane mind that allows me to do this thing, did these things, this insane focus. You know, in actual fact, that stuff might not be true. But by me thinking about it and imagine it, imagining it and visualizing it makes it true. Like now I feel like I'm looking that's the doorbell gone just now. I'll go and get that. Give me two seconds, folks. I'll be right back. Apologies for the breaking program in there. I had to get the, the door. I, I had uh, Gromit is is now got his best pal Dave's in the house, so they're chilling. Anyway, I'm going to I'm coming to the end of the podcast anyway. But like I was saying, that stuff, it, I feel like it's become true now. When I walk around the gym, when I'm lifting weights, I just I feel more powerful, I feel stronger, I feel better. And it's weird when I was reading that book there, and I hate to go on about that book in particular because. I'm reading. I'm trying to read a book every two weeks. So every couple of weeks, I'll end up talking about a book. But the good thing is, you might not have to read it. You can just take the points that I'm I'm saying from it. But this book in particular was, do you know? I forgot what I was going to say. I'm just feeling so passionate and so intense right now. Ah, that's what I was going to say. That brought me back to it. What he talks about is he says that you can kind of manage your state, manage your state of mind. As I was saying, sorry, another uh, breaking program in there, but I woke up today and I was feeling anxious. I was feeling down. And before I used the word 
you know, I've suffered from anxiety, but I'd, I'm just going to say experienced, had experiences with anxiety right now because I feel like a lot of the anxiety that I bring to myself has been, you know, it's kind of self-imposed in a way. You know, some of it relates to experiences I've had, but I think sometimes I just, sometimes I just get in this negative track of thinking. We've all been that way. You know, you start thinking negatively, you get into this negative loop and it feels like it never ends and you're just thinking all these thoughts about, you know, being down on yourself and self-loathing and, and stuff like that. And you got to get out of it. But this morning I woke up and I was just, it was like from a dream or something. I woke up and I was just in that state. And you know, when you've just got, you know, you're thinking about a thousand things and, oh, this person said that and this person said that and what about this thing and what about that thing and what about this thing? I'm reading that book and it talks about how you can choose your mental state. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this because I was reading the book and but I still had this thought over here and that thought over here and this thought over here. I started it and actually, to be honest with you, I did find that with a little bit of conscious effort, I was able to change my state of mind to being super positive and productive and then I actually came through here. And like I say, I have more than enough to say in this podcast. I've written down so much that I wanted to talk about because I said that this book kind of challenged me to think about what state of mind are you going to be in? And today I was like, I want to be in a super productive creative mindset and I feel that by thinking that and wanting that it has happened so I really want to talk about that like that visualization but also about intent as well intent is so important you know I feel like how that relates to like the spirituality that I was talking about before is basically I think there are things in the universe and things about being a human being that we just cannot explain. And at the end of the day, science is always the best explanation that we have for how things work at any one time. But I feel when I'm reading one of these books, so when I'm reading Jordan Belfort's book or when I'm going to go on to read like this 50th Law one here um, from one of my favorite authors, when I'm going to go and read this book, Never Split the Difference, I read one of Tony Robbins books and stuff like that. When I'm reading this, these people are, are relaying things to you. And these this is all these are all millionaires here, multimillionaires that are talking. People who have reached the, the top of the tree, right? You're you're listening to these people and you're you're reading it and you're thinking, this sounds a little left field. This the, there's not a science to what they're talking about here. This is very, this is based on a feeling, a gut feeling about controlling your mental state and about doing this, and they're talking about it as if it's fact. And the reason is, is because that's what works for them, okay? And I guess this podcast is talking about what works for me. There's going to be things in this podcast that I've said that you'll be like, well, I don't agree with that, and you don't have to. What to do is just take the nugget. This is what I say to all my trainees. When you train with me, when you train with anybody else, when you go to a seminar, take those little nuggets of information that are valuable to you, discard what you don't need, and that's going to allow you to build your story and your book and your guide to life, if you will, because it's going to be different from everyone else. One thing that I've always said is your journey is yours alone. It won't be like anyone else's. And the only reason I remember that quote is because someone has made bootleg merchandise of my quote with that. But you know what? If you manage to sell a couple of t-shirts based on that quote from me, um, you know, I'm not going to say fair play because it's not fair play. But, you know, uh, I just thought that was funny that someone was actually selling a pillow online with that quote of mine on it. So there you go. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. But the the point remains the same. Your journey is yours alone. So I did want to talk today about, uh, there's a principle called the Pareto Principle, which I think is really significant to 
progress. There was something Warren Buffett was talking about where it was like how to be selective about your goals and stuff like that. But I guess to be honest, I opened this podcast wanting to talk about spirituality and flow state and stuff like that. But what's happened is I actually just got onto this you know we started talking about money how to improve your financial situation talked about being the best in the world of what you do and then we talked about basically your guide to your own success but anyway i'm going to call it here check out my wrestling school come and train with me come and learn um we've got this awesome facility we're investing in if you want to be a part of it check out edinburghwrestling.com we're going to be having a new intake uh, at some point soon so do check it out uh, it's exciting to see how our trainees are developing but thank you so much for the support again if you love this content patreon.com forward slash joe hendry join up there say hello and uh, thank you to everyone who follows the content thank you and i'll see you next time <laughs>